It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And happy hump day. Welcome to Carcone Carney. I'm James Van Hostel. The show tonight is brought to us by our friends at C&H Financial Services. Also, Siren Records in McHenry. Now, coming up, programming note here. Tomorrow at noon, right around lunchtime, if you're working, if you're working from home, if you're working from the office, uh, take a break at noon to watch Kenny Johnson. Kenny Johnson from the TV show SWAT. He was also on Sons of Anarchy. Bates Motel, so many different shows. His IMDb page is exhausting to look at. Kenny Johnson will be on Carcon Carne tomorrow. And this is another episode done in conjunction with the Brent Sopel Foundation. Brent Sopel, former Chicago Blackhawks, Stanley Cup winner. The Brent Sopel Foundation is dedicated to helping people with dyslexia, which Brent has. And Kenny Johnson, our interviewee, has. That's tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow night, we're going to take a walk down the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail with representative brewers from that area. Friday, Justice Hill, songwriter, amazing piano player, producer. Justice Hill will be joining us Friday night. And then Monday, he th this guy, he is literally, well, not literally because it doesn't exist. He is metaphorically on the Mount Rushmore of Chicago radio. Hands down, a true broadcasting legend in this town. Kevin Matthews joins me on Car Con Carne on monday night uh earlier today if you are or if you were a subscriber are a subscriber to the carcoon carne e-blast you got email message i like to keep people up to date that way if you're not a subscriber go to carcoon sign up for email it's very unobtrusive and uh I, I try to put a lot of stuff that's interesting in there for you so tonight my guests are coming to us from two different continents uh one very near kyle is here in chicago Hello? Craig is in Australia. Together, they are the transcontinental Hello. duo, Rain Rabbit. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks yeah. for having us on. For really astute Carcun Carne followers, and maybe there aren't mm. that many, but if there are astute followers, Kyle was my guest back in August of 2018. 2018. Yes. Several hundred ago. episodes ago. <laughs> it really yeah. was. Hey, I was, I was <laughs> looking at the number. You were my guest on episode 174. Wow. Is that what it was? Tonight it's episode 593, uh, but you were uh, representing Midwave. Your I was, Midwave, yes. Which, which I still love. But you're here tonight, okay. the two of you together. We are on the precipice of the release of the Rain Rabbit self-titled debut. That's right. Which, it comes out on Friday. We can yeah. stream it and listen to it on your website now yeah. before, it's, right. before it goes wide and it is available everywhere. Let's start. I, I introduced you both as you know, coming from different corners of the globe, Australia, <laughs> Chicago. I realize that technology makes collaboration easy in the present day. It, it's a no-brainer. You could just email stuff. You could jump on Slack or whatever. Um, but I still have to ask how a Chicago guy and an Australian guy came together to form this project. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of a bizarre story. So um... I was hoping. Yeah, <laughs> Craig, was it uh, was it 2015 or 2016 that we started on Bandhub? Yeah, 20. Uh, I'd say probably late 2015, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So Bandhub was a uh, a sort of uh, Craig and I joke that it's it was like they were doing pre-COVID stuff, 
uh, like COVID stuff before COVID <laughs> yeah. times happened, where uh, essentially it was a place where musicians could meet up and record cover songs, mostly cover songs, sometimes originals. And you could do it piece by piece with uh, a video chat like we're doing now. And, uh, you know, the artists could just layer their songs. And Craig and I did um, a couple of covers together. We did, uh, what do we do, Craig? Um, Frankly, Mr. Shankly was probably the first one. Smith? Yeah, sure. Smith. And then uh, we did Orange Crush by R.E.M. and mm -hmm. uh, uh, Don't Change by In Excess. And, yeah, uh, I love uh, these are all songs I love. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all that 80s stuff. We'll talk about what made it to the album because sure. I, I think we have a lot of overlapping taste. We do. <laughs> based Definitely, on yeah the, the songs you've chosen so you, you did a lot of covers and actually before you, you keep talking about that i feel like i should be sitting on a phone book or something looking at the way this is laid out you're both really <laughs> high up like <laughs> there we go yeah i'm gonna sustain myself like this or if, you, if you guys could slouch a little more and you're both better lit than me well you've got the you've got the where is it you've got the the banner that's over here so you you have to have some headroom that's all absolutely yeah, yeah. All right, so you started working on covers long distance, and you're right, that's totally like a pre-COVID model. That's let, let's no touching, no 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 physical interaction. Let's just do this all virtually. Yeah, and I mean, when we first started doing it, it was uh, just sort of a casual link up. Like there was no I, like if I recall right, when you would uh, want to do a cover, you would just put out like a notice, and other artists that were on the site would join in, and Craig and I just magically happened to join up on one of the songs and then we just kept working together like he became the drummer that i only wanted to do stuff with and uh we just started talking from there like outside the site yeah i, th I think I'd, I'd probably join maybe six months a year before before you came on mm -hmm. and i think you did you did that frankly mr shankly cover and i was put onto it by the guy who played guitar on that cover paulo yeah yep and um that was i guess that's all she wrote really that's how it all started and um i think we we, we sort of realized that our our musical foundation our musical tastes were very much set in the 80s as a foundation <laughs> yeah and um yeah i think that sort of propelled us forward obviously we hit up hit up a friendship which which definitely didn't hurt but yeah ultimately that was the start of where we are now and it's um it's been an interesting ride, considering we are probably 9,000 miles apart. Yeah. So. And I mean, we've only met in person uh, one single time. Yeah, <laughs> That's correct. it. So was that weird before you met? Was it kind of like online dating where you, <laughs> you had the jitters before you got to see each other face to face for the first time? You know, I can't speak for Craig, but I, I was nervous, I guess, uh, a little bit, but not that much because... The way that him and I talk, we talk so often, I joke, like it's on par with how often I talk to my wife. So, I mean, we had done so much communication that there wasn't that much uh, apprehension before meeting him. Uh, but yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe you were nervous on your end, Craig. Well, I think probably the, the sleep deprivation <laughs> counteracted that because we were we came over to the States in 2019 mm -hmm. on vacation and I it was just a random suggestion. I said to Carl, well, we'll be in Vegas. If I catch a flight to Chicago, would you want to meet up? And I think I caught a, would have been a 12.30 a.m. flight, landed at 
6 a.m. was the time difference. It was early spent, when I showed up. Spent, yeah. yeah, by that by that time, I was well and truly into sleep <clears throat> deprivation mode. Um, oh, yeah. Spent, what, 12, 14 hours with you showing me around Chicago? Yeah. And then jumped on a plane and flew back mm-hmm. another five hours. So <laughs> it was a wild ride, and um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was well worth it. So, and we but, were already deep into the record. So I mean, we I would were. say we were probably at least halfway done with it at that point. I'd say so. Yeah, we, we'd probably done all the recording, and it was just the yeah, with the nitty gritty of of getting it. I guess radio ready, so to speak. That right. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, only yeah. time that we met up, there was no recording whatsoever. It was purely no. let's get food, let's get yeah. a drink. Absolutely, let's absolutely. Go to a record store. You Correct. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that, I got that's a whirlwind. What you do for a visitor? You, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, you know, it was it was a crash course in 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 this is Chicago, and it was great. And um, yeah, that was the opportunity, and I'm glad we did it when we did because. You know, with the world we live in, who knows right. when the next opportunity is going to be. So Right. And mm-hmm. I, I suspect Kyle was a good tour guide. I, oh, you know, absolutely. I've got to be oh. honest, Craig. I'm so glad you ended up going to Chicago. Well, because we're, we're, we're proud people here. and we, we like to show off our city. But if Vegas was your only like experience <laughs> in America, it would have been the wrong takeaway to have no. in our country. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, um, it was, it was a, let's say it was a, it was a middle stop, halfway stop between some real destinations. Okay. Yeah. Cause Vegas is just, it's surreal. It's, it's just not, it's not right. <laughs> it, it isn't, but it's, it's, it's a not right. You have to see if you're there. <laughs> right. In Chicago. I mean, I, I hope you, you saw this when you were here. Uh, the nicest people, I mean, we're the Midwest of America. So we're the yeah. nicest people in the world, unless you're driving. If you're driving, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're horrible, but we... just, just to meet we're you know, we're, we're good people. He uh, absolutely. He fortunately didn't have to see any uh, pure Chicago road rage because uh, we did uh, like Uber or Lyft all day long. So yeah. uh, smart. Yeah. Did the sensible exactly. thing, the smart thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I kept some semblance of uh, <laughs> respect around him. So the the business of being a band. I mean, the the art side is easy enough. Collaboratively speaking, doing it, you know, cross continents. Uh, the business of being a band seems harder when you're in a in an arrangement like this. It, just being in a professional partnership and dealing with that has that been an okay hurdle to climb or jump? Yeah, I, th- I, I honestly think it's you know we've worked through what any band would work through. Like if you're in the physical same space or you're separated by distance, the logistics to some degree are still the same. Um, and I think we've 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 learned a lot through this process and you know i think we've uh, probably the positive for me is that we we tend to musically in you know the the space that we're we're producing and and creating music i think we we tend to agree more than we tend to disagree um in the direction so we've had very very few impasses on uh stuff that we've recorded it's usually you send me something I'm like great I said you something it's great so mm. yeah it's been pretty easy honestly and can we all agree it's not a competition it's never a competition in, in these video chats it should we be. agree that, that that Kyle has the coolest looking setup of the three of us oh, oh no 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 <laughs> I mean l- look what I've got I mean that's underwhelming if nothing else <laughs> where are you Craig I'm, uh, this is a funny story. It is a funny story because I was planning to do this from my studio at home. Um, and I woke up this morning 
about 6 a.m. and looked at my phone and went, oh, I don't have any Wi-Fi. That's interesting. Well, they're working on the service down the road, so I've had to uh, make other arrangements. But, you know, that's what we do. Murphy's Law is worldwide. Murphy's Law. Is, is <laughs> it what is, it is. It is. Oh, yeah. No, it's not restricted to North America. No. No, no, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. All right. So you, the two of you collectively are Rain Rabbit. Let's start, since we started by talking about covers, let's talk about covers because sure. there are a bunch of covers yeah. on this release uh, as well as five original songs. And the covers are more along the lines of what we've been talking about, that kind of 80s gloom pop, uh, Night Like yeah. This by The Cure. Gloom which, pop is per yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, Absolutely. I think, one of that band's greatest songs. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, it's... it's uh, absolutely one of my favorite i'm a sucker for saxophone and yes. it's one of the very very few cure songs that has saxophone so i was all in on that one see i'm right there i had mars williams on my show a couple weeks ago from liquid soul and psychedelic mm -hmm. furs and the whole time he was talking there was a saxophone right behind him hmm. i'm like i would kill a drifter for him to just pick that up and just start playing the opening <laughs> of heartbeat like i yeah. that would just that's all I want. Because yeah. oh, the same, yeah. I, I love I love a good sax sound. Uh, mm -hmm. You mentioned Orange Crush earlier. You cover Bang and Blame. Yeah, yep. yeah. So um, when we were discussing the covers, we initially kind of wanted to do like a side A, side B kind of thing, and it, it evolved mm -hmm. from there. Um, obviously, the, the idea of doing five covers and five originals was born out of meeting on Bandhub and doing all that sort of you know, working on other music. Um, <clears throat> I think on Bandhub, we did it a little bit more on the nose by the book. It was like yeah. playing cover, cover, you know, trying to make yeah. the song sound True exactly. True to the original, yeah. Right. Absolutely, yeah. Where when we approached this, we tried to at least put our own spin or our own take on the song. So I think uh, we started uh, the record and all the songs on the album are chronological. Like track one uh, was the first one we recorded. Track two was the second one we worked on all the way through to number 10. So um, we started with those originals. And then when we got to the cover bank, I think it was more of a, what five songs are we hearing in this original music that we made? So that's kind of the, the selection process. Mm. Well, I'm talking I, about putting, oh, sorry, go ahead, Craig. No, no, and I think that the selection was based exactly what Carla said, but we also didn't want to do songs that had been done to death. Mm -hmm. we, we, we sort of went for songs that people would know if they heard, but, you know, it, it wouldn't be the top three or the, the, the top three most popular songs of any band. Right, you're not um, doing Just Like Heaven, you're not doing no, yeah, that's right. Right. Still Central Rain. But it, it, Kyle mentioned putting your own spin on songs. Yeah. When I think of Bang and Blame, the synths, which I don't think are on the original REM version, you get synths, no. synths on that, and I think it adds a nice touch to that one. Oh, thank you. But yeah. that's an example of you kind of putting your own. So Bang and Blame was one of those songs that uh, I had suggested to Craig early on. That was uh, the first song that I ever learned to play on bass. It's a, you know, Mike Mills is a bass genius, but that it's such a simple line that it was a really young age introductory to R.E.M.'s catalog. And a lot of my bass playing has been by listening to Mike Mills. I play with a pick, it's all downstroke. So I really wanted to kind of put that one in as sort of a nod to uh, the first time I ever played a bass was an R.E.M. song and uh, same album too. So I, I swear, I keep going back to those original maybe five or six, all the R.E.M. albums really through green. And that is an, that is a band at the peak of its power. 
Oh, right absolutely. Yeah. My God. I mean, just life's rich pageant and fables of the reconstruction and reckoning and murmur and document. What a, what a run. Oh I mean, how, God, ma- yeah. how many bands in history have been that consistent for that many albums in a row? Absolutely. I mean, right all the way up until when Bill Berry left, because even after then, I still enjoyed them, but it wasn't quite the same without the four yeah. of them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I there are moments for me on Monster. There are moments for me on New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Mm-hmm. But for me, that, that 80s run is unassailable. Same. It just even even the Stones put out a turd. Yeah, in, in their in their peak, they had a good like three album stretch. Then it was a turd. Then a great album. Yep. This is. I, I hope that REM comes back around into the general consciousness as one of those really important, really amazing bands because I think they kind of just <laughs> fell off or fell out of I know people's heads. They're so good. All right, still holding out for a reunion, but yeah, <laughs> that's beside the point. Yeah. Are you listening, Riot Fest? Um, it's funny you, you covered Peter Murphy cuts you up. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just got done like two weeks ago pre-ordering that stretch of Peter Murphy solo albums. They've all been re-released on vinyl. Um, Love Hysteria, Deep, yeah. and Holy Smoke, uh, all re-released. I love that solo stuff. That oh did. yeah, I prefer I, to Bauhaus. Correct. Well, yeah, it's more it's more more pop. Mm-hmm. It is, but I, I think the roots. You know, it, it's still him. You know, Bauhaus, for me, you know, I, I can't say I was a massive fan, but they definitely did have an influence on my sort of musical direction, especially in the earlier sort of part of my... my I remember seeing Peter know, Murphy at the Riviera. I remember yeah. seeing Peter Murphy uh, on the Deep Tour at the Riviera in Chicago. And just, wow, yeah. what, a, what a fantastic performer. It cuts you up. That was a single. Like, that was, that was mm-hmm. a, a borderline, like, modern rock hit. Uh, oh, but yeah. but now in the, in the present day, it's just kind of one of those edgy things that time forgot. It, it's, it's it's a little it, dusty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's awesome. Uh, what else? Oh, you've got Oingo Boingo. As you talk about songs that weren't big hits, Private Life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Oingo Boingo is probably one of the primary influences uh, for myself, just in terms of everything Danny's done, uh, score work, uh, that sort of stuff. That like circus orchestral uh really high-paced syncopation uh, all that stuff has crept into my style uh oingo boingo is one of those bands that i never got the chance to see live i never will um but uh one of my favorites and i was really on the fence it was between private life or on the outside for me and uh it ended up being private life and i was really excited about that one because uh craig sings backup vocals on that and uh i thought it brought a new uh dimension to the track that was a late addition right before we got very light <laughs> yeah like almost about before we shipped it off yeah i was like i don't know if i should be doing these backup vocals it's too much me <laughs> and then you cover the thompson twins uh the song lies mm-hmm. which was a, a minor hit back in the day correct yeah it's there. definitely uh not hold me now but uh I liked it. It's more upbeat. I love the synth work in it. Again, it's uh, one of those early songs I learned on bass. It's mm. just a simple driving riff picked. Right. I love that it's, kind of stuff. It's one of those songs you can do a lot with. It's 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 just got that that movement, that groove. You know, it it's it lends itself to interpretation. You know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's it's one of those songs that you know it was definitely worth doing. So we did it. Yeah. So knowing where you've come from musically like what what 
what has inspired you? I mean, usually with most bands, you, you kind of have to ask, well, what do you listen to growing up? What music do you listen to when you're not making music? We know based on what you cover. Uh, and that music, the, the stuff you're passionate about, absolutely just spills out into the originals on the Rain Rabbit debut. I mean, this is this is dripping with 80s aesthetic. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's, that's good. We didn't really know uh, what it was going to sound like. And we, we him and I struggle like we don't really know what to call it because it's sort of pop. It's sort of funk. It's mostly alternative, but I don't really have like a genre tag to sell it to people as it's just it definitely yeah. does have a lot of the 80s flavor. But yeah. I don't think we set out trying to make a retro record. It just came out by accident. I, I think when you put the synth front and center like that and you have a sense of melody as you do, it's going to sound influenced at least sure. by the 1980s. Uh, All the Right Things is a very 80s sounding song, and a sweet groove on that one, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, All I Want, uh, speaking of the saxophone, mm-hmm. there's a legit sax on that, oh, and, yeah. on Long, and on Long Way Home. Yeah, so um, we got a it's same sax player who's also on uh, A Night Like This, the Cure cover that we did. Uh, same guy, uh, his name is uh, Fabian Hernandez, absolute legend of a player, um, Grammy Award winning. Uh, he's done a bunch of work, uh, mostly with, uh, I believe, Latino music. Uh, but, I mean, the guy is just killer. He plays his ass off so um we got him for uh he does some of the tooting in uh, holding on and then it was more just like this guy is amazing we have to incorporate him so anytime there's sex on the record it's uh fabian and, and before we move off the originals i, I do want to compliment the uh, awesome baseline and all i want which also oh, stands out oh thank you very much so five originals five covers i, I now that you got the covers kind of out of your system on record, I would assume that were you to do this again, or I'm assuming you're going to do this again, maybe you go all original next time? Uh, you know, we really haven't spoken about our game plan quite yet. We uh, we know the the singles from this album that we're going to, to push uh, like during this promotional cycle, but um, I know we have a lot of stuff in the can already. Craig has been uh, writing like crazy. We've got a lot of stuff lined up. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, look, I mean, as you say, we, we we've, do have a lot of ideas floating around, but ultimately it comes down to whatever we settle on. We may or may not decide that, you know, there's an opportunity. Oh, wouldn't this cover be great to do? Wouldn't it just fit into this? You know, wouldn't it just put the cherry on top for this this album? So we don't discourage, we're not going to discredit it right yeah. now. We're not going to yeah. say we definitely will or won't, but it's always, it's a potential. I mean, there's You're a- for us to do it. You're a couple of music fans making music. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's 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 why we do it. You know, it's 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 about yeah, just doing what you're passionate about, I guess, and being able to do it. And that's that's the blessing. And I think when we started putting this together, we never wanted to come off as a cover band. I, no. you know, our initial idea, as I had mentioned, we wanted to do uh, side A, side B, where mm-hmm. it was sort of a hard division, where it was like, here's the original material, and here's some fun covers, if you'd like. Um, you know, obviously, in the digital format world, it's one long playlist. Yes. But, um, yeah, I don't think we ever really wanted to brand ourselves as, like, 
oh, we do originals and covers. It just sort of ended up being that way for this album. Well, it also speaks to, I mean, the evolution of what you two have done. I mean, that's how you started. I mean, it is intrinsically part of your band DNA. Absolutely. Well, talk a little bit about the single. We, we, we just touched on that for a, a second or two. Tell me about that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, uh, long way home. That was the third song that we had written. Um, man, it's going back. Uh, we started that sometime in 2019, I believe. And, uh, <clears throat> it's probably like toward the end of the year in 2019, uh, the music came together very quickly. Uh, we added Fabian's saxophone down the line. Um, and the vocals were late game stuff. Uh, as a, a singer, I always hate that part. I hate it. Um, I sing in all the projects and stuff that I put out, uh, but it's my absolute least favorite part of the process. So I always stick it to dead Why last. You know, I don't really know. It's not so much that uh, I, I dislike my voice or that I dislike the process. I just I get more enjoyment out of uh, putting the, the composition together. And then I get stressed when I have to do the vocals. I guess uh, there's more pressure to create um, a hook. Uh, you know, I'm always yeah. trying to, to stay somewhere within the pop realm. So I don't want to get too avant-garde with stuff. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's... It, the music comes a little bit quicker and easier and more it's more enjoyable i guess yeah. for me it, it is interesting that because you can write a, a composition and you can listen to it as an instrumental and as soon as you add those vocals to it it can change the whole dimension of that song so yeah you know it, it is such an important part of of you know the final product if you're going for something that's not instrumental and it, 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 it is amazing how it can change just with the melody that you bring in. So yeah, I, I want to try. How. I'm getting very self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Who shows it now? Huh? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I, I feel a little. I still like. I want a booster seat, like I'm at, like, like, a, like I'm a three-year-old at Supercuts. I'm not on a hydraulic chair, so I can't go up or down uh, well, at the I, moment. I, and know? now with the, with this new view, let's be clear: Kyle really does have the sweetest space of the three of us. <laughs> oh, I don't know. absolutely. I mean, Craig, it looks like you're at the train station. <laughs> it feels like I'm at the train station, <laughs> and it was just a plan B. But what can you do? What yeah. can you do? All right. So the, the website, gentlemen. Yeah. It is rainrabbit.com. Mm -hmm. Nothing yeah. better than starting a new band and having the, the domain secured and easy to use. Yeah, I was That's, very surprised. <laughs> it seems like that would have been used as a combination by someone for something. That's yeah. an awesome domain. I would have thought it would have been taken by a gardening blog or uh, some sort of uh, shampoo company, anything. Uh, but we, we got it, so... Well, that, that's really part of our experience, wasn't it? Is is actually finding something that wasn't taken. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you came up with you, the name, going through names, trying to figure out what you're yeah, going to find. Yeah, and, and you would think it would be a fairly straightforward process, but when you come up with something that you even remotely like, it's taken oh, in yeah. some shape or form, and it, it's the most abstract thing you can think of. I mean, we were eventually just throwing things into into a blender to see what weird stuff would come out and it, yeah. it would be taken nine times out of ten. Oh yeah oh, for so, sure 
like even made up words you would just pop it in and search it on google sure enough there's someone on spotify that already has a blue check mark next to the name it's just like how is this possible and and i mean ultimately we circled back to the beginning because carl had a photograph of a of a rabbit mm -hmm. and it wasn't even an intentional direction that we went in it just ended up going full circle and um it, it was, you know, we, if we go to the album cover, um, you know, just an incredible bit of work that went into that. We, we, we got somebody, uh, an artist by the name of Mark Toomey to, yeah. to create something just amazing for us and yeah, yeah. free reign. And it, it ended up, you know, it all just ended up working the, 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 the cover, the name, it, it all, it, I guess, what do you say, was meant to be. I don't know if you believe in that sort of thing, but it, it, it sort of all just came together. It was beautiful artwork, end, yeah. what Mark did. Um, yeah, it's all hand-painted. It's acrylic and oil, I believe, right, Craig? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's really that's really cool looking. And yeah, unprompted, he did the blend between, we've got a little Chicago skyline, uh, some of Craig's skyline, um, and then the uh, the rabbit picture is actually um, one of my uh, uh, family friends growing up. Uh, a woman by the name of Renee Eugene. Uh, she's a uh, takes a lot of rabbit photographs. So uh, I, when we finally landed on using the name Rain Rabbit, I contacted her and got one of her pictures of the rabbit, and that's what we sent to Mark to use as the basis for the artwork. Got it. All right, so people can listen to the debut album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is right there on rainrabbit.com under Listen By. Everything goes live on Spotify, etc. on Friday. Yep, but you can preview everything right now on the website. And right. uh, I'm a sucker for this stuff. I, I, I'm extra biased because this is this sounds like the stuff that made me happy when I was growing up, too. That's uh, high praise. Thank you. Absolutely. So, uh, Craig, thank you for joining us from Australia. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Very nice to meet you, Kyle. Great to see you again. Every 400 episodes or so, we should do this. (laughs) That sounds like a plan. Thank you for having me on again. All right. You guys stay right there. Uh, If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, thank you for doing that. Thank you for listening on carconcarne.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm going to wrap this up right now. Cheers. Thank you.